Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, September the 18th, 2023, and um, good to have you on today. Uh, So those of you that are regular uh, listeners to the podcast know that I was out last week, and um, we were on a little camping trip. Not little, probably one of the most more significant trips we we made in the last year or so. Um, it was a pre-planned, you know, post empty nester moment trip. So we uh, we traveled up to uh, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, actually, stayed on Tybee Island for a few days, then traveled on up a few hours to Charleston. Uh, stayed there for a few more days. Uh, before making our way back. So, yeah, I had a great time. It was a good time. Uh, good weather. Uh, travel was good. Uh, saw a lot of things. Spent some fun time in Savannah. Um, stayed at a beautiful park in Charleston, uh, James Island County Park. Beautiful park. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, if you're in Charleston and you, you want to camp or you just want to spend a few hours at a beautiful park, um, and apparently they, uh, they have a pretty impressive holiday light display. We know that because they were already setting, starting to set it up. Uh, it wasn't on, uh, it wasn't on display, but they were already setting up the, uh, the decorations. Uh, we were like, man, we'd like to see it when it was on. <laughs> I assume it's like a drive through a light show, maybe a walking light show or, or a little bit of both. Um, uh, really. Uh, beautiful park. So yeah, had a good time, but we're back. And uh, thank you for uh, some of you reaching out like, Hey, what's going on? (laughs) Let us know you're still alive. Let us know what's going on. Uh, So I appreciate that. Yeah. So we are uh, today, we're going to start first Thessalonians uh, and begin in chapter one. Uh, We're a little bit behind our reading plan. Uh, Not much, just a day or two, but we'll catch up. Um, I'll post, um, episodes every day this week, including Friday, um, so we can uh, start gaining a little ground. Um, So thanks for being on, guys. Um, Those of you that are watching on YouTube, I got a friend here, this little guy. He's in the room with this Wesley. He's sleeping. I don't know that he'll move at all. He's just curled up in in a ball over here. But I just noticed that when I started the video that he's up on the top of the couch, just balled up. He's chilling. Um, and so if I don't bother him, he won't, you know, he won't move. So, um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, he's gonna, he's a participant of the, uh, <laughs> the Bible study this morning. Oh, all right. You got, he, which he traveled with us, by the way, he traveled with us the many miles and he did well. Um, he does like to be in his own spot though. He's getting older. He doesn't like a lot of, he likes to be in familiar territory. So, but. 
All right, you guys, let's dive in. First uh, Thessalonians chapter one. So glad that you were on today. Hope you're ha- hope you're doing well. Hope your uh, week last week was good, despite not being able to connect via the podcast. Um, we're so close to getting this YouTube uh, channel live. Uh, we need about seven more, literally seven more subscribers, seven. And when we get seven subscribers, um, seven more, I can do the video live. But as it is now, I have to record it and then upload it later. So tell your friends to subscribe. Just subscribe. If you have multiple accounts, subscribe on every account you have, and you can, you'll help get us there. All right, you guys, let's do it. First Thessalonians chapter 1. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians. In God, the Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. It is believed, by the way, this is some of the oldest uh, literature in the New Testament. Thessalonians is uh, one of the, the, is some of the oldest. So keep that in mind. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember we we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. There's this, that trilogy, right? Faith, hope, and love. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. Um. What is the, he's talking about the work, work of the Lord, the work that they had done uh, for the Lord, the, the, uh, the witnessing and discipling and sharing the good news about Jesus. Your labor prompted by love. It was what, 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 what generated, what uh, motivated that love, what, made, what, motiva- I should say, what motivated that work uh, for the Lord? Love. It was done out of love. And what kept you doing it, what kept you moving, kept, kept you um, in the game when things got hard, when, when, things, when it felt like an uphill battle at, some t- at times, what kept you going? Um, the endurance from hope that this matters, that this will um, have a, an effect. You know, you got to remember that, too, when you're, there's people in your life that you're, uh, you're trying to share the gospel, trying to be a good witness to, um, having that hope. You know, that it will make a difference. It is making a difference. Um, that there's more at hand, more being done than what you're doing. Um, that's one of the great things about um, you know, our, work, our efforts as evangelists, quote-unquote, our efforts at um, sharing the gospel. We, we actually only are doing a small portion of the work. Most of the work is being done by the Lord. <laughs> um, by he's arranging circumstances and situations and people and places and events and thoughts uh, in people's um, life experiences that are doing far more work of evangelism than we are. We get to participate in that. So it's not all on you, man. There's a God's doing so many amazing things behind the scenes. Yeah. After so many years in ministry, man, I've heard so many stories of people that just 
you know, they've been they've been praying for a son or daughter and um, or a friend, and then they tell stories about these incredible things God was doing behind the scenes. They thought they were the only ones like giving any positive influence in their life towards Christ, but the truth was God was at work, and they were running into people and talking to people and having conversations that they had no idea about because God. Um, God loves your kids, loves your loved ones more than you do. <laughs> and so God, uh, God is working to, to bring them to himself too. Verse 4, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. There's a lot there, right? But we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God. Hey, did you know you're loved by God? You are. You're loved by God. That God has chosen you. Did you know that? That God has chosen you. That he's chosen you to be in him. To be in relationship with him before the creation of the world, Ephesians tells us. He has chosen you. And Paul says about this, this about the Thessalonians, because he's saying, how do we know this? Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power. So um, not it wasn't just a, a demonstration of, of words, but we saw power. We saw literal transformation among you. We saw God do amazing things in your life and in, uh, in the presence of his Holy Spirit. Like what? Well, the Holy Spirit was there with deep conviction. It's interesting because, like, of those three, of those, I, I've been reading this. Uh, I actually read this over um, while I was away. Um, interestingly enough, and the, those three little, the the gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with one power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Now, my my question is, is the Holy Spirit and deep conviction is that uh, explaining what the power was? Or those three different things. Did it come with power, one, the Holy Spirit, two, and deep conviction, three? Or is it saying that the, that it didn't come just with words, but with power, one, and to help you better understand what he means by power, basically it means the Holy Spirit and deep conviction, that that is power. That when there's the, when the Holy Spirit is presence, present with deep conviction, that's power. I don't know. I don't know. I think all three are true and to some degree, right? Or, or both, both uh, looking at it both ways is true. There's power. There's deep conviction. There's with the Holy Spirit. But I, I think there's something to be said about, um, you know, when the Holy, when someone just the proclamation of the gospel in in the Holy Spirit, uh, and with deep conviction, there's power in that. You know, when someone is proclaiming the gospel, when you're hearing someone sharing the gospel. Uh, and there's deep conviction about it. That's that's there's manifest power in that. You can feel it, <laughs> and you can see it, and it has and it's effectual. You see life change. You things you see things change. But Paul says that's why I have confidence that God's at work in you because I saw this this very reality, power, the Holy Spirit, deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. 
for you welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. So even in the midst of suffering, you welcome the message. So everything wasn't just peachy and daisies and sunshine. It was hard. But you received the message with um, a whole heart. In the midst of severe suffering, you welcomed the message. Again, this is further evidence that the gospel has taken a genuine root in their lives because um, even in the midst of adversity, they respond favorably to the gospel. And with joy. And so despite their circumstances, which was severe suffering, they, um, they experienced joy that was given in the Holy Spirit. Do you need joy today? You know, God can give you joy in the midst of whatever circumstance you're in. Whether a joyful circumstance or severe sufferings or whatever it is, God can uh, deposit joy in your spirit through the Holy Spirit. Um, let's see. And so you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Um, they were an example to others. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Hmm. You know, that is a testimony of salvation. Um, salvation, sometimes we, so it's, it's, it's this idea of obedience, right? Like we often think that um, that we have to obey to be saved. Um, but actually salvation creates obedience. That out of salvation, we salvation, one of the outworkings of salvation in us is obedience. Um, salvation creates obedience. Like Jesus in you creates obedience to Jesus. Sometimes we say, well, you know, that's why, that's why it's crazy for people to think, well, I've got to clean my life up before, before I come to Jesus. You can't. Salvation creates obedience. Obedience doesn't create salvation. You can't, you can't create salvation by, doing, by, being, by obeying. No. It's out of salvation that obedience flows. <laughs> so um, as it relates to this so Paul's saying the, the, the true evidence of salvation in your life is you what? you turn from idols you didn't turn from idols and got saved you got saved and it caused you to turn from idols <laughs> the obedience flowed out of your salvation obedience doesn't flow to salvation obedience flows out of salvation that should be a great relief, man, because a lot of people try to work their way into heaven, try to work their way into God's approval. You can't. And also, it should encourage you, if you're truly a child of God, that you're seeing these changes happening in your life, that you're, you're desiring to please God, you're desiring to do what God wants you to do. What is that? That's the obedience that's flowing out of salvation. That's why Jesus, that's why in the Word of God says all, all over the place that if you are, if you if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. What is he saying? He's not saying like 
you, you're truly you're, you're going to prove to me that you love me by keeping my commandments. No, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments because out of your love for me are going to flow an, an a uh, obedience. You're going to keep my commandments. That's what love does. The salvation creates obedience. And so um so we you know we get hung up on the obedience part, but really we just need to fall in love with Jesus. The obedience flows out of that. Yeah. And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, um, out of your life, you you turn from idols. They tell they tell other people we're talking about what how they tur- how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Hmm. What's the wrath? The wrath is that is being poured out on the world. Romans chapter 1. There's wrath, right? The wrath of God that is being revealed against uh, all ungodliness and wickedness is that God has turned people over to their own fleshly, sinful desires. That's, that's the wrath of God, that he lets people have what they want, and most people want their own sinful, selfish desires. And so God is letting people have that. And the end of that is destruction. But there is a rescue available, is what uh, Paul just said to the Thessalonians. He's like, but we praise God because you uh, saw the rescue that God provided, which is his son Jesus, and you've turned from a life of worshiping idols and, uh, and your own um, selfish consumption, and you've turned away from all of that to the living and true God, to Jesus who rescues us, yeah, who rescues us from the wrath. Praise God. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. That, that wraps up chapter one. We're already at chapter, the end of chapter one. That was a short chapter, right? All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for the rescue that is Jesus, that, bring, that brings us joy and hope, deep conviction, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and rescues us from the coming wrath. Lord, may that river of Uh, salvation flow in us today and flow out of us into obedience. God, thank you that you change our affections, you change our desires, you change our wants from the things that destroy us to the things that are good for us. Lord, may you do that work, that holy work in each and every one of us today. Thank you for my friends. May you bless them and encourage them today. May you strengthen them and have... uh, have your hand rest upon each and every one of them today. We pray all of this in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast. Thank you for subscribing on YouTube so that we can go start going live. And yes, Wesley is still sound asleep on the couch. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for doing that. And uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow with First Thessalonians chapter 2. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.